Welcome to the Nativist Podcast. We tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast. Today, I will not be interviewing anybody. It will be just me talking about an issue that has been on my mind lately and has really made me rethink my life, made me rethink how I want to live my life, and it's been a game changer for me. So, Let me know what you think and if this resonates with you, any of this with you at all. I've talked with a few people about this and it seems that it does seem to resonate with people. So I have always been driven. I consider that my biggest blessing and my biggest curse. I have prided myself on always having a zillion things going on, 72 balls in the air, I've since realized and learned that's not necessarily a good thing. And I learned at a young age to base my self-worth and my value on my productivity and all that I was contributing. Again, I've since learned that's not healthy and I've worked on that. Absolutely. But I've still always had that fire and that drive and that insatiable hunger to keep going after what I want and to keep thinking about what I want. And I've always been so future focused and thinking about the next thing and the next thing and how I can continue to grow and evolve and push and strive. And again, that's led me to a lot of my achievements and success, but that's also left me constantly hungry and thirsty for what's next and what's to come and what else I can have. And I've recently really worked on being accepting and grateful for what I have now. But that's an adjustment and that's hard and that's what I want to talk about today. So this month, after 32 years, for some reason, I don't know what just really strongly shifted for me, but this month I have just wanted to just exist and to just be and not to push and not to keep thinking about what is next and what's on the horizon and what I want and to keep pushing and pushing and hustling and grinding. No, for some reason, just something changed inside of me, though I've tried to be more mindful over the past few years and living in the now, but for some reason, just something clicked in me and I don't really want to think about my dreams and my goals and not that they're not there, they absolutely are and I think about them from time to time, but more than anything, I have this overwhelming desire to just be and to just exist and more than that, to be okay with that and to not feel guilty for just wanting to live in the moment and not think about how I can live to my potential and gain more and contribute more and do more and do more and do more. I think that that's something that we're inundated with in this culture especially especially this western culture that we're not enough and that we don't do enough and that we need to keep doing more and being more and thinking more and feeling more and this more and that more and enough like it just it has to end at some point and for some reason I just have wanted to be okay with just having the simple life and not that this is something that's going to 
be my reality from here on out. But I think that there's such beauty and necessity in that and just being and living in the now. And I've really focused on being present minded. And I'm reading a book right now that's really helped with that. And that's Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And he is phenomenal with explaining the power of now. And also a book that I read, The Seat of the Soul, was really supplemental with that. That's probably a big part of what launched my journey, I guess you could say, my awakening, but I don't even want to get into that. And that sounds a little more hippie than what I want to get into with this. Not that I'm not a proud hippie, but I want this to be a little bit more grounded. And I want to talk about not glorifying hustle anymore and being okay with who you are. And also something that I want to talk about is not feeling lost or behind or ashamed or broken if you don't have a passion and if you're not living your passion and if you don't feel like you do have a passion that's okay and I want to talk about a story that Elizabeth Gilbert had shared if you don't know her she is the goddess behind eat pray love she wrote big magic she is a total badass love her and so she had shared a story on Oprah's podcast super soul conversations about how a follower had attended one of her conferences and afterwards had emailed Elizabeth and this follower, this woman was so upset and so angry and frustrated and resentful and pissed because she explained, I have been exhausting myself trying to find my passion because you, speaking to Elizabeth Gilbert, have just advocated the importance of finding your passion and that's what we hear all the time in our culture is how important it is to find your passion and to live your passion and to let that drive you, to let that drive your profession and your personal life. And it's paramount that we find our passion. And this woman was just so over it. She said, I have tried everything that I can possibly think of, everything that's been prescribed, everything that I can personally think of to find my passion. And she listed all of the ventures that she had gone on to try to find her passion. And she's like, it's not for lack of effort. It's not for lack of due diligence. I have done everything that has been suggested and everything that I can personally think of. And it's not happening. And it's not there. And I cannot find my effing passion. And she's like, I am just so over it. And she let Elizabeth have it because she was just so frustrated. And that was such a shift for Elizabeth. That prompted Elizabeth to reassess her own message and thinking, yeah, maybe that is kind of an empty message and not applicable to everybody. And Elizabeth realized that what's most important is finding your curiosity and sparking and living your curiosity and letting that guide you and letting that be more important than finding your passion. And often your curiosity leads to your passion or passions But what's most important is staying curious. And I think that that has been such a gift in my life is my curiosity. I just have this insatiable curiosity for everything. You should be in my head for a minute. I'm just constantly curious and Googling and looking things up and reading and researching because I'm just curious about every damn thing in life, I feel like. And I'm so grateful for that because it keeps me engaged and excited about life and interested and in the moment. And I I love wanting to learn more and more and more and watching things connect and having worlds open because I'm learning. And it's just such a high. It truly is. And that's a point that I want to drive home is do not beat yourself up if you do not have a passion 
that's okay. That's okay. That's not a deal breaker for living and for being successful. And that begs the question of what is successful? And that is not a universal answer. And I think that that's a line of crap that people are selling that what is successful is a big fat bank account or five degrees to your name or a long list of accomplishments and achievements and accolades. No, no, that's not what success is. And that's, well, to everybody. And if that's what success is to you, that's something maybe that you should dig into and think about because often people chase those markers of success for fulfillment, to feel whole, to feel at peace with themselves. And so you have to think if I'm seeking these external markers of success and channels to success, then maybe something's not right. Maybe that's something that I need to look into and reassess. And everybody has a different version of success. And so just because someone is living the simple life and they're living out on a ranch in Montana and they are off the grid and not connected and they make enough to get by and to feed themselves and their families if they have a family and that's it to them or let's say that another person is just happy as can be going to work coming home spending time with their family doing their routine not necessarily venturing out but they're happy and they're at peace and they're kind and they're generous and they're loving why isn't that success to them just because they're not Getting that money doesn't mean that they're not successful. And I think that that's something, a discussion, conversation that we need to have with ourselves and with society in general is to redefine success and accept different versions of success and to quit beating ourselves up and others up, not criticizing ourselves or others for living their own version of success and not feeling ashamed of that and not feeling like you're not living up to your potential. You get to decide what your potential is. And that's a conversation that you need to have with yourself if you're letting fear hold you back or if you're just staying true to yourself and living your authentic life and version of success. You get to define that for yourself. And this isn't to diminish people's achievements and snaps for those people who have achieved those conventional markers of success. But what's most important is if they feel fulfilled and at peace, if they accept their current state while they're striving for their next. And I think that that's the truest marker. If you can accept where you are right now, and feel at peace with that while you're on your way to your next, being focused on the right now, I think that that's the most important thing. And again, this is just me talking, but I think if you feel at peace in the moment and feel whole and fulfilled, and this doesn't mean that you can't still strive and push for more, but if you're feeling like the next phase and the next gain and the next win is going to bring you that peace and that fulfillment, or at least a bigger slice of it than you have now, nah, that's not how it works. It really isn't. And I think about that when people tell me that I need to do certain things or have certain things or live a certain lifestyle and they're well-intentioned, I get it. And especially people who are talking to me about my career and how I have so much potential and I should do this and this and this, they're well-intentioned. They really are and I get that and I accept that and I acknowledge that and appreciate that. But who are they to say? And I've had multiple opportunities to move to DC for my job and that would be a uh, complete huge benefit for my career, I guess I should say. And yeah, I get that. But that career isn't necessarily my priority. And I love what I do, don't get me wrong, but that's not where I feel my purpose necessarily lies. And 
I just know that if I were to move to DC, that wouldn't be right for me because that lifestyle isn't necessarily me. And it's funny because a part of me, it does def- it does resonate with. When I moved there for temporary periods of time for work, I absolutely love it. I do. But that's because I don't have to live it on the daily. Like I get a piece out after two months and I don't have to deal with the commute. I don't have to deal with the high cost of living and the, all the people and the crowds and the headache and the stress of city living and all that that brings. And I just am in awe of the people who are okay with the four-hour commutes daily. I applaud them if they're okay with that, if that's something that they have accepted and they're um, happy with, um, or at least they've accepted as in exchange for their lifestyle. But me personally, I don't want that. I don't want to have four hours or an hour of my life sucked away daily just on commute I want to use that time for other things and that's just not what would bring me happiness and I know that and though that would be amazing for my career that's not something that I want to trade and so I think it's about figuring out what works for you and not letting society define that for you not letting your friends and family define that for you and coming back to this month being such a shift for me I initially and still have lingering feelings of guilt for not wanting to keep pushing and striving. And that doesn't mean that I'm not still driven, but what drives me more is the desire to be in the moment and to just be and to just absorb all that life has to offer right now and to not always think of my goal and how I need to be working towards my goal every minute of every day. And I still stay productive, but more than anything, like I just want to actually just let existing be enough, man, and just take part in the things that really just make me happy and chill me out. And like, for example, spending time with my niece or with family or reading or doing things like that, adventuring. Are they going to move me closer to my set defined goals? Maybe not. Maybe because they make me a better person, I think. But not even thinking about that, not even being thinking of the future. And I think it's important to distinguish between fear holding you back and your intuition guiding you away. So let's say that you are faced with a big career decision and you feel resistance and you feel uncertainty and you don't know if you should go for it. It's important to level with yourself and really dig into it and think, okay, is this fear holding me back or is this my intuition guiding me away from a decision that may not be in my best interest or make me happy? And that takes some time and that takes some work but it's so worth it. And also another truth in life that I want to talk about is accepting that life operates on cycles. There are ebbs and there are flows and being okay if you're not in a flow state. And this is a truth that I come to realize more and more the older I get. And cycles are nature and they occur in fitness, they occur in nutrition, they occur in your career and once you work with them not against them I think is when you really start to groove with life and this is something that I continually work on with my eating with my fitness with my career with my creating all of it because I feel like I'm not being successful or productive or effective if I'm not in that flow state 100% of the time and that's not even realistic that's not natural that defies nature You think about nature, you have the cycles, the seasons, and 
I just have fought that for so long. And this is just a new truth for me. Well, something that I knew to be true, but I didn't truly accept and live. And I'm really working on living that. And life is so much easier and more enjoyable for me now that I have. Like for my eating, I mean, think about it. And this is what the fitness professionals will tell you. You can't eat the same thing day in and day out or the same amount of calories day in and day out and optimally function. That's not the way that your body is designed to work. You have to change it up. And so you can't do the same fitness regimen and expect great results or the same results or even any results if you're doing the same thing for too long. You have to keep your body engaged in guessing. And let's say that you do one regimen for six weeks and then maybe take a breather and then for a week and then start another one for six weeks. And mentally, I feel like that keeps you engaged too. And with eating, the same thing. And so that's why it's great to eat in moderation. To maybe have a day where you go ham a little bit and eat more than you normally would and eat differently than you would. That's great. That's a good thing. That's beneficial. And same thing with your creating and same thing with living and being okay and letting yourself off the hook for not hustling all the time. It's not feasible. It's not realistic. And it's great if you actually allow yourself rest and respite. And that's what the greats will tell you. Einstein knew that. That's what many intellectuals will tell you today. The importance of imagination. That's what's most important. Einstein prioritized imagination over intellect. And truly, I think that imagination is behind innovation. Thinking outside the box and thinking of creative solutions and ways of solving a problem and I just listened to a, an episode on Netflix today about neurology and the way that your brain works, which has always fascinated me, which is why I majored and then minored in psychology. They say that, and I've heard this in the past, that if you have a lingering problem or a pesky problem, you should write it down before you go to bed. And then more often than not, your brain will have worked on that during the night and then you will wake up to a solution. And so I have been a believer in that. And they explained the reasoning behind that in the episode that I listened to today on Netflix. Um, And I can't remember the name of it. But essentially, they said that that's because that constraint of logic isn't there in your brain. So when you're dreaming and your mind is working on that problem and figuring it out, it's not held back by logic. And I think that that's why so many kids and outside thinkers are so innovative and effective because they're not held back by conventional thinking and the normal way of doing it. And that's not how we usually do it. I think that that's what holds back so many of us from innovative thinking and from free living and free loving. And I encourage you and myself to be more open with different ways of thinking and different ways of living and not letting others define success for you and thinking about or being okay with with not always hustling and not always pushing and letting your mind wander and they say that that is most important that's essential for you to opt for you to function optimally is for you to let yourself daydream and imagine and play like a kid would will play would play they really have life figured out i think i think that we really need to take a page out of their book but i read a book called essentialism by greg i think it's mccune i can't remember how you say his name but he really advocates for that the importance of true play and not just like fake play or like you're oh i'm really not working but i really am pushing but truly letting yourself off the hook and letting yourself unwind and 
that's when many of your solutions and thoughts and creative flow will come. And I, Brian Tracy also advocates for that too, where he says that if you allow yourself 30 minutes of silence each day, just sitting in silence, he guarantees that whatever issue that you're facing will be solved in the 30 minutes. And so that's something that I've really wanted to try. But anyways, coming back to being okay with the ebbs and the flows and not feeling guilty and knowing that you are actually contributing to your productivity by taking a breather and you have to and it's key and it's essential for you to be the best that you can be and the most effective that you can be. And also I want to talk about living in your comfort zone. So we always hear that we need to live outside our comfort zone and step outside our comfort zone. Yes, we do. I agree with that. We don't want to be complacent, but we don't have to live outside our comfort zone. And it's enough to do little shocks to the system by venturing out here and there. We don't have to live outside our comfort zone and we don't need to do big grand gestures. It's enough to do little things here and there. Hopefully you do some pretty big things too. I mean, I really, really urge you to do those too, but Who's to say what's not a big grand gesture for you too? I mean, sometimes it's just smiling at a stranger in a store or speaking up in a meeting at work or sharing your feelings with someone and knowing that you can get back into your comfort zone and that's okay. That's okay if most of your time is spent in your comfort zone, but you're still venturing out every now and then. That's okay. And I think just the overarching theme of this episode is to give yourself permission. And I feel like life just is so much more enjoyable and free-flowing and it's runs so much more smoothly if you give yourself permission. And I find when I give myself permission to take a breather, that's often when I feel motivated again. And like I tell myself if I am going to work out and I'm really tired and really not feeling it, then I let myself quit after 10 minutes and 10 out of 10 times I will want to keep going. It's just that hump. But being okay with not being on all the time. And I think it's also important to distinguish between when you need to push yourself and have discipline and when you need to truly rest. And that again comes with time and experience and focus and effort, but it can be done. So I just want you to give yourself permission to just live your life and to know that you can still be a superstar if you don't have a multi-million dollar business, if you don't have a burning passion, if you don't have five degrees, if you don't have a killer social media presence, you're still killing it at life. And I think what matters most is that you are happy and you're fulfilled and you are at peace and you are in the moment. And that's what I think most people realize at the end is what matters. But you can skip ahead 10 steps and just be okay with where you are now and accept where you are now while you're working on learning and growing and evolving. But I think it's key to accept where you are now and to be okay and to know that everybody is on a different path and their version of success isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be yours. And so I give you permission and I give myself permission to just be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this resonates and let me know if it does hit me up messages comments i'll take it all thank you so much and love you all thank you please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review